BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. What's poppin', what's crackin', what's happening, what's shaking, what is it? Welcome to Right Nowish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. I'm gonna ask you to take a second. Observe the place you're in, wherever you're at. Now, ask yourself, what kind of culture is created in that environment? That's what we're talking about today. Yo, what's up? This is Tajay of the Mighty Souls of Mischief crew. I'm chillin' with my man. In the opening lines of Souls of Mischief classic 1993 song, 93 Till Infinity, Tajay Massey tells us about where they're making music and what it's like to be there. We're hailing from East Oakland, California, and um, sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we gonna up you on how we just chill. It's hectic, but they're chilling. And this is where the group's art comes from. Since then, Tajay, Souls of Mischief, and the rest of the Hyro crew have performed around the world. They've also created Oakland's annual hip-hop festival, Hyro Day. Which in normal times happen every Labor Day. Since the first one back in 2012, I've been to just about every event. There's always people in their flyest fashion and coolest kicks going from stage to stage as hip-hop artists of all backgrounds perform. Today, we're going to chop it up with Tajay about the importance of having access to space in order to share, celebrate, and create culture. Because if you didn't know, on top of being a cold lyricist, Tajay is also an architect, so he thinks about culture and space a lot. Stay tuned as we chill and build. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. 
Everyone knows you as a rapper, a member of Souls of Mischief, which is part of the Almighty Hyro crew, and these days you've adopted an alias, Rap Noir, under which you've put out a few projects. Plus, you've got your own label, Clear Label Media Group, and you're also an accomplished architect working for multiple firms. You got Sabi Design Build and Beaumont and Associates, where you're designing retail spaces, additions to people's houses, and a vegan ice creamery in Oakland. How in the hell do you pivot between a successful hip hop career and the life of an architect? I think that my life has always been drawing me in this direction. You know, as a kid, I love Legos. I love the Tetris. I love packing. I love making things fit, you know, and then as you travel the world and see all these masterful buildings, I just started to have a real affinity towards the built environment. I started looking into the possibility of going to architecture school because I, I sat and was like, well, if I had a billion dollars, what would I do? And I was like, you know what? I'd be an architect. And so I started looking at the possibilities and then I applied to Berkeley, I went to one summer program at Berkeley. Uh, called NARC, and it helped me create my portfolio, created my portfolio. And then maybe a year and a half later, I'm starting school at Berkeley. And then Berkeley was great because I was able to still go home every single day to my family while I was at, at school. We were at Berkeley at the same time, I remember. But yeah, that's dope, man. We were the only two Black students. <laughs> we were the only two Black students on the whole campus. <laughs> there were like six more. There was a couple linebackers, a couple hoopers. It's about eight of us. We we couldn't all come together, though. They treat us like a gang. All right. So, look, I'll blatantly say, it, man, the reason I want to talk to you is because I figured you'd be a great person to have a conversation about culture and place. And coming to you as an artist, as an architect, what's the importance of having space for art? All the arts, I think space is extremely important for them to be able to flourish and grow being able to record, you have to have studio space and all that kind of stuff. It becomes very important for you to have a place, not just the time, but a place to actually be creative. You know, I grew up where there were recording studios all over. I mean, first there were no studios because nobody could afford the equipment. And then when the four track came out and these things came out, we started going over to the Onion Lab at Berkeley, where a guy named Onion would allow us to record for about $5 an hour. That is a direct progenitor, a creator of us being able to be actually in the industry, to have a demo for the world to, to hear our demo and then get us onto a larger level as far as major labels. I think that in Oakland, there, there are fewer and fewer spaces for people to be able to create here. But I think that also because of the urgency of what's going on out here and the lack of spaces, people are really sort of digging in their heels and pushing back. And so a lot of the art that is coming out is astounding because it's built out of you know they say pressure makes diamonds or whatever it's built out of that pressure okay so that pressure that comes from unequal socioeconomic circumstances is not a new thing and making art from that position isn't new either something you've talked about before is the parallels between oakland today and the bronx in the 1970s can you tell me more i feel like you know and i've been chilling with breakbeat lou a lot you know he was physically there real quick breakbeat lou he's from the bronx He's an OG, a pioneer in the hip-hop game. He created the seminal compilation album of beats known as Ultimate Breaks and Beats. So many DJs and producers still rely on that to this day. Okay, back to it. I mean, he even said it like the town right now, when you see these uh, shanty towns, when you see burnt out cars, when you see graffiti, and a lot of it is protest graffiti. He's like, man, these are the exact same conditions things came out of, you know? 
black and brown and white kids back back in New York living under these conditions that were just saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to make this physical wasteland that I'm dwelling in a more beautiful place or I'm going to do some some sort of escapist stuff, whether it's body movement, whether it's MCing and DJing, whether it's graffiti that's going to take me to somewhere else. I, I think we're almost in the exact same position now. And I, I think some of the best works are being generated right now. And I, I mean, Oakland is probably the tip of the spear. The, the way things are going, we're not only in late gentrification, we're in late capitalism, you know, where we got guys who ha have enough money to send themselves to space. And then we have folks who don't have enough money to live somewhere besides, I mean, like literal cardboard boxes, you know, some places on, in the town look like Thunderdome. It's tough because you see people in pain around you. Okay, I know how to build spaces. I know how to generate money. I, I know how to, you know, help people through my music, et cetera. How can I then make those three things converge in a way that makes life easier for the people that I see are suffering around me? And that's kind of the crossroads that I'm at now. Looking at the importance of space and being free to be yourself and express your culture, why is Hyrule Day important? Hyrule Day is the physical manifestation of the concept of 93 Till Infinity, right? We, we made a place where all of our influences, all the people we've influenced, all the homies, and all the people who have influenced us, meaning our parents to our grandparents, our kids, you know, everybody can come together and celebrate something. You know, a lot of folks that I see during Hyrule Day, they've had to move away, Stockton, Sack, you know, uh, L.A., anywhere it's cheaper than here but we see them on Hyro Day so it's like a big family reunion too so I, I would say Hyro Day is it's us creating the physical manifestation and the concept that we kind of put forth in 93 Till showing you how we chill and showing you how Oakland chills or how the Bay Area chills and showing you our musical influences our cultural influences that's dope I hadn't thought about it in terms of the people you influenced and the people who influenced you and I'm thinking about like who I've seen there and that wide array of talent, like I saw Fashan there. Yeah, I got a fully loaded cartridge and thoughts of enemies. I saw Yuck Mouth. Queen's Delight. A little bit of everybody, man. P-Rock with Yuck Mouth, come on. Right, yeah, yeah. In 2019, we had Benny and Conway. You know, we brought Juvie to the town. Sugar free. And, you know, we got we got the unofficial mayor, Mr. Fab, there doing his thing every year. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's yeah, our influences and those we've influenced and them all existing in the same sort of space and time at once enjoying, enjoying themselves, you know. All right. So there's that thread again about creating space so that culture can thrive. Um, on that note, I want to talk to you about that hotel you have down in Panama called Hibiscus Gardens. What's the intended purpose of this place and how does it relate to this thread of space and culture? I want it to be sort of a meditation and retreat center for people to really go out there, reset and come back inspired, not just vacay, not just do it for the gram, not just drink hella Casamigos, but actually come <laughs> back and, you know, you know, uh, be better for everybody around them, be, be more present. So that's really my goal with getting my, the space down in Panama is, is, is having a place for people to come back, recharge, not just relax, but recharge. I've traveled the entire planet as a rapper. You know, I also as a six foot three black man too, who might've had on some baggy jeans and some unlaced tennis shoes, hoodie. But Panama is a place where I feel like I'm embraced as a human being. 
I'm all the way, about six hours away from the city, but I'm out there surfing, fishing, swimming with whales, swimming with, you know, swimming with dolphins. And I was like, okay, this is magical. I would like to share this with as many people as I possibly can. Build a recording studio, build some for visual artists, build a pottery studio. My daughter is really into ceramics. She was a art major. So build a pottery studio down there and just make it a place where creation is centered or, or meditation is, is centered. I'm not looking at my as my retirement. I don't think I'll ever retire. I love design and I'll probably do that for the rest of my life. I love making music, definitely do that for the rest of my life. But it's definitely a place where I can sit down, kick my feet up and, and, and kick it. it. But still, it's close enough that I can get home and deal with town, town business when I need to deal with town business. Tajay of the Mighty High Road crew, man, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Best of luck with the music, the architecture, the culture creating, and the culture keeping. One thing that we didn't mention that we should is that Tajay is also a big supporter of Ile Omade School in East Oakland. It's an independent Afrocentric school that's been a wonderful community institution for years. Shout out to them. As you hear, Tajay has a lot going on. If you're looking to keep up with him, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Rap Noir. That's spelled R-A-P-N-O-I-R. Check out his tweets. He sends messages that don't exceed three words. And I got to give a big thank you to the listener who suggested we interview Tajay in the first place. Hey, I'm Liz Gettleman Galicia, and I know Tajay Massey from high school. He used to scribble all over our notebooks in class and doodle the same symbol. And that symbol is what came to be the Hyro logo. I love a good anecdote. Thank you, Elizabeth. Marisol Medina Cadena is the producer behind Right Nowish. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Our engagement team is made up of Kiana Mogadam, Sarah Pineda, and Ashley Ng. KQED execs are Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, reminding all of y'all out there to keep chilling and keep building. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.